here we go, podcast number 20. Uh, I do appreciate everybody taking the time to, to listen to these um, and taking the time to, to hopefully get one little small thing out of these, these 20 podcasts that I've done so far. If you get one little small thing out of it, then I'm, I'm happy and they are worth doing. Um, it is always a concern with me that, that the sport, um, that people actually don't want to get better. Yeah, they, they want to talk about getting better, um, but they really don't want to put the pain and suffering in that, that, that it takes to, to get better at the sport. Um, so if you get one thing from these things, um, then, then, then I am happy with that. So um, keep the requests coming. Uh, keep, the, um, uh, keep the ratings going for me, please. I need some sort of motivation. Um, and uh, we're just going to dive into this one, right? So yeah, no opening music, no bullshit. Here we go. All right. I figured this topic would definitely get people's attention coming back from a crash. And, uh, you know, let's face it. Crashing a motorcycle sucks. Crashing a motorcycle is, is absolutely, positively catastrophic. And realize that the first 19 of these podcasts have been, so we don't crash a motorcycle. It's to mitigate our risk. But yes, it happens. So th this sport, again, is so amazing. There's nothing like it, but it has that risk factor. So falling down challenges us as literally as people. Everything that goes along to it, with whether it's a whether it's a health issue, or whether it's a money issue, putting your bike back together, or whether you've spent a week in the hospital, or whether your your spouse is pissed off at you because you fell down, um, and, and now you've taken money away from that. So this is a, this is a really big deal. <clears throat> So I'm just going to dive right into it. Uh, as I said, there's five reasons why we crash. <clears throat> and, and let's just get those out of the way so everybody understands there's five reasons why I crash. There's five reasons why you crash. And again, let's take those lightning strike ones out of there. Let's take the ones that are, are really out of your control, whether it's that mechanical issue or if somebody hits you or whatever it may be. There, those, there are ones, there are crashes that are out of your control. These are the ones that are in, that are in our control. So, five reasons why you crash. First one, lack of a focus or lack of a plan. You jump on your bike and you're just going to go out and ride. Yeah, this, uh, this, is, this is great. Realizing, ah, oh, you know what? Do I have the soft compound rear on or the medium compound rear on? Or is this the, is this the tire that I have? Yeah, you don't, you're not in the moment, right? You didn't think about basically framing how your day is going to be and putting yourself in a position to, to succeed. You're not thinking about, okay, great, all right, this is my uh, last session of the day. Um, I'm a little bit tired. Um, I'm going to do three laps, uh, working on where I'm letting off the brakes. Um, I'm going to get my eyes going. Okay, here we go. Turn, get something that turns your brain on that gets you in the moment. That right there will save this number one, lack of focus, lack of a plan. So number one, lack of focus, lack of a plan. Second one, abrupt inputs. <laughs> Stab, grab, flick, throw, toss, hack does not get better as you add speed to it. It gets worse. You have to be less aggressive to go quicker in this sport. If you're using more lean angle points, right, if the bike's leaned over more, then your inputs have got to be smoother and softer, especially all of your initial inputs. And I say inputs, it's brakes, your brake application, your brake release, your thr initial throttle, your body movements, everything. All your initial movements have got to be slower and more subtle if you want to go quicker. So. Abrupt inputs is number two. 
Third reason is rushing corner entries. More specifically, rushing exit corner entries. Right? If it's an exit corner, well, we know we want the bike slowed and pointed so we can accelerate, but you're going to try to make up time at what lasts least. So we're not going to rush those corner entries. Fourth reason is repeating a mistake. Repeating mistake. We have report cards, right? We've just spent literally 19 podcasts talking about report cards. Have some report cards for your riding. You start to screw up those report cards, that's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. So repeating mistake. And the last one's overconfidence. You feel good on your bike because of all the things you did right. All, all that technique you feel fantastic with. So You've built up that confidence, and it's easy to get overconfidence. And I'll tell you a story about that in just a minute. So that's, those are the five reasons why you, as five reasons why I crash a motorcycle. So write them down. I think about them every single day when, I go, when I'm riding. So you should too. So why did it happen? So why did the crash happen? I think this is, a, this is the, the, probably the, the biggest issue um, that we have is not figuring out why the crash happened or um, not going back and researching why it happened. Oh, I fell down in turn three. I low-sided. Um, I went into turn 11 and I don't know what happened. So as we break this down, and now do you start to see why report cards are such a big deal? So as you go in there and I'll say, okay, you, you, fell, in, you fell in turn three, okay? Were, were you on the brakes or off the brakes? So there, we've got something to tell us right now. Oh, I was off the brakes. Okay, great. Um, were, were you picking the, th were you at neutral throttle or pick the throttle up? Um, yeah, I just picked the throttle up and the front end went away. Okay. Now we picked up the throttle probably too abruptly or at a lean angle at the same time. And we actually had an underloaded front end. And I'm just using that one as an example. So when you start to break it down, where did you let off the brakes? Where did, right? Where did you pick up the throttle? How much neutral throttle did you have? Were you on your apex? How was your trajectory? Where was your body position? Was the weight off of your inside hand? You can start to take a look at these things to answer the question of why did you crash? So why did it happen? This, this is a bigger deal than you think. Having some sort of uh, data recording is fantastic, whether it's video, data acquisition, something along those, those lines to make it to, so you can see it is fantastic. So Thinking about why did the crash happen, figure it out. And there are some where you just go, I have no idea. But pretty much the motorcycles is only as good as the inputs that you give into it. And so there, there's definitely things you've got to explain. Cold tires, sorry, not an excuse. Nope, I will not give you that one. Cold tires is a lack of focus, right? Realize there's times where I go out on the Rick days and all, my front tire is five or six days old. You know how many laps it takes to bring that thing up to temperature? So that's a lack of focus. Cold tires, I get it, I get it, but that, that's something you gotta think about before you go out. I have two good stories for you. <clears throat> one um, is a great story about how we, we get over crashes as well. First one we talked about is why did the crash happen once you understand it. So we're at a Freddie Spencer school, Nick, Nick Iannacci is there, and of course you know, Nick's one of my favorite people in the world to ride with uh, and to work with. And Nick is riding uh, at Freddy's. He's got a brand new CBR 1000, which uh, we were all riding. And uh, Nick is working with uh, his group of students. And Nick um, is exaggerating body position and he's looking in his mirror and, and basically makes a mistake and falls off of his bike and his brand new beautiful CBR 1000 um, ghost rides uh, uh, into, uh, the, <laughs> into the side of the, uh, the wall there. 
at, in Las Vegas. So anyway, now he's got a, a wrecked brand new CBR 1000. He brings it back in and, you know, everything gets going again. And it brings it back in and Freddie walks up and Freddie says to Nick, Hey, you okay? Yep, I'm fine. He goes, do you know what you did wrong? He goes, yep. He goes, could you not do that again? Yep. Okay, let's go have lunch. Done. Over with. Right? Realize that he made a mistake. Whatever happened, happened. It's done and over with. You're not going to take back time. It's not so much the mistake at this point. It's what you're going to do to fix the mistake to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And luckily, Nick was fine and the bike was just a bunch of stuff to repair. Another great story on that. And we get to hear this great story from Scott Russell. Scott, Daytona, right? Daytona 95, pretty sure. Uh, second or third lap. Uh, Scott decides everybody's going too slow. And in, I believe there was four other world champions in that Daytona 200 race. Scott gets into the, to the first horseshoe, low sides. And uh, basically the whole, everybody went by him. Everybody. And uh, so Scott jumps over his bike and, and Scott said, um, if this bike starts, I'm winning this race. So he realized what he did. He picked up the throttle too hard at too much lean angle with the wrong trajectory and, and essentially the bike low sided out, spun out from him. He realized, okay, I'm not gonna do that again. I'm gonna make sure I get the bike pointed in there a little bit straighter and slower and be more subtle with my inputs. So two good stories to realize, get over it, get over it. It's over and done with. Now we've gotta pick up the situation, get things fixed and move on from it. And yes, I wish a lot of other aspects in our life were like that, but in this case, we have control over that and, make, and we can make it happen. So we talked about why did it happen, and now we got to get over it. Your bike does not care. Your bike only cares about the inputs. So getting over it now. You've fallen down. Your bike is fixed. You're coming back to the track. Let's, get, let's think about your focus. Where is your focus? Are you, are you, do you have an emotional viewpoint? You go, are you coming to the track saying, I don't want to crash? That's very difficult to get over, right? If, you're, if you've got literally a negative, a negative thought process, hey, I'm here at the track, dude, I don't want to fall down. Yeah, I don't want to fall down either. Well, you know what's going to get me to not fall down? Riding with a technical viewpoint. Oh, okay. Um, last time I stabbed the brake in the middle of the corner and I low-sided. So this time I'm going to work on being smoother with my initial braking and my smoother with my end of braking. I'm going to use my eyes better so I see the situation sooner. So instead of riding with emotion, ride with technique. It, this right there is going to save 75% of your problems right there because now you're not going, oh my god, I don't want to fall down. Yeah, I don't want to fall down either. So work on technique rather than emotion. Right out of the gate, this is going to solve massive, massive problems with that. And the next part of this is use some of these report cards. So you, you go out there and you're riding, and you're like, okay, I'm going to start working on technique, but now I'm really slow. Boy, I'm overslowing everything, and uh, I'm scared. Okay, so if you're scared when you're riding, two things are going on. You're not using your eyes. You're not using your brakes. Actually, another thing as well is you're going to, I can almost guarantee you've got too much weight on your inside arm. So now you can start looking at some report cards of why you're not riding well. Why are you going too slow? I'm scared, okay? You're scared, you're not using your eyes, you're not using your brakes. The bike won't turn, the bike won't lean. I'm afraid to lean over. Well, it's because you're holding the bike up with your inside arm, right? Your core's, not, your core's not engaged, your feet are not engaged, your outside thigh's not in the right spot, right? We've, we've talked about these things. You gotta go back to technique and address them and use those report cards that we've built. So, 
I don't want to crash. Absolutely not. I fell down this year. I fell down in March. It was my first my first crash in, I think, seven years in 90,000 track miles. I fell down. And, uh, of course, I don't want to fall down. Uh, but I did. I fell down. And uh, when I look at uh, I look at my crash, it was a complete, complete overconfidence. Uh, I was running a very good pace. Um, I had a pretty worn-out front tire. I was riding a very, very good bike. And uh, I was working at one of our Rick development camps following a very young, quick rider, and we were going at a very, very good pace. And uh, I, when I got on this bike, uh, the front tire was very worn out, and I thought, I got this, no problem. Well, guess what? I completely let it bite me. As I rode for an hour already on a very worn out tire, on a very warm day, um, I didn't take into consideration about having to be a little bit more upright with my braking, using my controls smoother, um, and, and realize I just was overconfident. I got this. Well, I didn't have it. So I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm not going to let that overconfidence bite me in the ass again, right? So I, I'm going to learn from my learn from my, my mistake. I'm not going to be emotional about it. Instead, I'll be more technical about it. And now I'm going to start using some more of those report cards that I have available that we've talked about to make that happen. So the big ones coming back from a crash. Here, here's what I'd like to see you do. You come back from a crash, use your brakes better, use your eyes better, and use your lower body better to unweight those arms. You won't believe it how much more relaxed you are to allow that to happen. That, that right there will take a, a massive, uh, give you a massive gain in getting back up to speed. You look at these racers, right? How many of these guys have fallen down, whatever, warm up in the morning, and then they jump back on the bike um, later on in practice, get on their spare bike and go out there and, and set pole or whatever they do. Yes, of course they have massive desire, um, but they also realize that I'm not going to do that mistake again. So <clears throat> use those report cards, use your eyes, use your brakes. And, and, and one thing you may not have thought about is use your lower body more. Use your feet more. Get the weight off of your inside, inside arm. When you're in the corners, you turn in, let your neck muscles relax, let, relax, let your eyes relax, and suddenly the bike will turn. Suddenly the bike will lean over more, and uh, you'll be surprised at how much easier it is for the bike to work. Uh, and the last thing is, you're still struggling? Use some data, right? Use data. Use video. Find out how much neutral throttle you're using. What do your lines look like? Is your trajectory okay? Get some data going in that. So get some video. See what you're doing. If you've got data acquisition or something along those lines, use that as well. Use track maps. Become technical. You'll be surprised at how much easier you can get over this by becoming technical rather than emotional. And again, we already talked about flipping that mindset over. So, yes, this is a tough one. Coming back from a crash, uh, but I think we've given you some good things uh, on that, right? We talked about the five reasons why you crash. Why did it happen? Um, we're totally going to get over it and start being more of a technical rider rather than an emotional rider. All right, thanks.